The Holy Gospel. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why did you not believe him? If we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. <coughs> Gracious God, we thank you for this beautiful day and your holy word. Open our hearts and minds to be refreshed by your grace that we may care for one another. In your name we pray, amen. Well, with the reading we have this morning from the gospel, you can understand why Jesus would have really upset the authorities. This passage takes place near the end of his life. After he had sojourned and taught in northern Israel, Galilee, making forays into what we would now consider Lebanon and Jordan, and eventually he comes right back to Jerusalem, keeping in mind that he's not from there. He was born in Bethlehem, and his ministry was always on the outskirts. And now, with the people that were gathering around him, perhaps a lot of people, he comes into Jerusalem and invites himself into the temple. Okay, he had no, um, he didn't know anybody in the temple. And he starts to teach after he's turned over the tables of the money changers and he's processed in uh, on a donkey and really just upset everything that was going on. Then he starts to teach. And while he's teaching, people come to him and say, what authority do you have to be here? The point, the subtext being, you don't, and you're not welcome. And in response to this, Jesus says this parable about the two brothers in the vineyard. The first brother says, or actually before that, he says, what authority did John the Baptist have? And we remember John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, was baptizing people at the Jordan River. And 
John the Baptist was arrested and he was killed. And so Jesus is setting himself against the authorities. And he is preaching and teaching not with their approval. And he says to them then this parable about the two brothers. The first brother says, yes, I will go work in the vineyard to his father. And the second says, no, I won't. But it's the, um, excuse me, the first brother says, I won't. And he goes and works. The second says he will, but he never does. The point being that authority, when we think about authority, it is not always from the established channels. Authority comes to us from our experience. So if you think about the brother that went into the vineyard and actually worked, even though he didn't say he would, he has the authority to speak. And Jesus is saying, this is where my authority comes from. I am actually with the people. I am actually teaching them about the Bible and not just exploiting them as the temple was doing at that time. Jesus suggests that they are more like the brother who says they're going to work in the vineyard, but never actually does. And so again, you can imagine that Jesus being so provocative would have really upset those who were in charge. And his crucifixion happened shortly thereafter. Now, one of the things I want to talk about today, you can see in your bulletin, hopefully you got one of these, uh, a full sheet of paper with a pyramid diagram on it. And this is our connection to Blessing of the Animals. If you didn't get one of these, uh, there are more in the back. Do you need one? No. You just follow along? Okay. Um, so, in our reading from Ezekiel, Ezekiel says to the, uh, his audience, he says, those who practice iniquity will die. That is pretty tough stuff, especially when we as Lutherans like to talk about how we're saved by grace through faith and not by our works. How do we make sense when Ezekiel says that if we practice iniquity, we will die? The way we make sense of it is understanding that when Luther said good works don't save us, he meant iniquity. Because at the time of Luther, good works were that same kind of exploitation that Jesus had a problem with in the temple. They were charging people to be forgiven a lot. They were making it difficult to feel blessed and forgiven by God. The same thing happened during Luther's time, except instead of the temple in Jerusalem, it was the Christian church charging people. And so Luther says those good, those quote unquote good works are nothing but iniquity. And they're killing us. They're killing our people. They're killing the church. They're making us have no credibility. And what we need to do is understand that we're saved by God's grace, unconditional love. 
And so let me tell you about that with this diagram. Now, many people have shared with me that their, that their pets, that their animals are very important in their life. I have heard that, and I would say that I agree with me and my own experience. And I think one of the reasons why animals and pets and nature are so important to us is because they are so real. They speak to us, I would say, spiritual truths in a way that we can understand. For many people, creation, animals, pets, communicate to us God's let me tell you about that here. Now, if you look at this, you've heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You might have learned that in a psychology class or social studies. Well, this is a little bit different. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, all the physical things are at the very bottom. And then it, 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 and then it ascends to like psychological uh, states of well-being, which I think is great. Um, this is a little bit different. Okay, this is not Maslow's hierarchy of needs. What is, and, and we're going to start at the bottom. What is the, the thing that we need to live? Without it, we can only live a matter of seconds, maybe a couple minutes, and then we, we will die. Air! We got to have air to live. Without it, we do not live, okay? That's a very physical, scientific thing. It's basic. We can understand that to be the Holy Spirit, right? Sometimes in church, we try to communicate these spiritual truths, and, and we hear the words over and over that we forget how simple they really are. The Holy Spirit literally means Air, spirit, the word spirit in the New Testament, pneuma in Greek and in Hebrew, ruach, it only means air. That's all it means. The same word is translated as air, breath, wind. And air is sacred. It is holy. The Holy Spirit. The fact that we all have air to breathe is a gift from God. God. It's sacred. It's great. Okay? Now, we have air to breathe, thanks be to God. What is the next most basic thing we need to live? We can go a few days without it. After a few days, if you don't have this substance, you're not going to live. Water. Right here the very center of our worship. We are centered around water, holy baptism. And when I counsel a family that's going to have a person baptized, we go through everything that it means, and then we say that baptism is not a one and done. It is a lifelong, everyday practice. Every time you take a drink of water, every time you take a shower, Every time you wash your hands, we give thanks for water. Water is sacred. Water is life. 
holy baptism is our spiritual way of appreciating God's sacred gift of water. And if you have a dog or a cat or whatever, got to make sure they have water. See where we're going with this. You got air, you got water. Then this next thing, we can live maybe about 40 days, right? Jesus made it 40 days without this. Occasionally, people will give this up. After 40 days, you start to have very serious health problems. What is it? Food. we got to have food to live. Food. Holy communion. The reason why we are a sacramental church is because we center ourselves around these gifts from God. The Holy Spirit. God's, the very presence of God with us. Water and food. Bread and wine. It's sacred. It's sacred. Every time we break bread. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, second breakfast, elevensies, brunch, lunner. We eat a lot in our house. Every time we break bread, we are to remember that Jesus gave his very body and blood for us, forgiveness of sins, and breaking bread is life for us. And we give our pets their little scoops of kibble, their little cans of whatever. We sprinkle the flakes for the goldfish. Without it, they don't live. And without Holy Communion, we don't live. Okay? Moving up the hierarchy of needs. Without this next thing, um, we're in Southern California. We're, we're particularly blessed with pretty good weather, but still, like yesterday, we have some rain at times. It gets cold. What do we need to protect us from the elements? Housing, shelter. We gotta have it. Same thing. When we are at church, we have this special shelter right here that we had to live without, right, for a, over a year during COVID, and it reminded us just how precious this is. What do we call this building in church language? The sanctuary. Some people call it the nave. Newer churches call it the worship center. But I really like sanctuary because it underscores that we need sanctuary. We need protection from the elements. We got air conditioning. We got heat. We got a roof over our head and lights. And just like we need sanctuary to worship, we need shelter to live. And animals do that in their own way. They make nests. They find caves. They burrow holes. They live in bushes. I mean, whatever the case may be, they have their habitat and they have their way of surviving in that habitat. And when we gather in the house of the Lord, it reminds us how sacred sanctuary is to protect us from the elements. Really quick, the other thing that connects to this would be clothing, right? If you don't have a physical shelter, you gotta have good clothing, jackets, socks, shoes. And some of our outreach ministries coming up Sock hop in particular is a way of doing that. Blankets at Christmas. Okay, so you're protected from the elements. Then there's this other thing that we've discovered about human beings and animals. And they discovered this, right, in, in orphanages. 
where children, babies, had air, they had water, they had food, they had shelter, and they could go a really long time without this, even years. But eventually, if a child doesn't have this, it will have severe psychological problems and even physical problems. What is it that we need? Yeah, touch. touch. We often talk about touch, right? We have to be touched. Babies have to be held. It's built into them. And this one is very important for pets. And people talk about how their pets can be emotional support pets. Because by being able to hold a, a cat or a dog or a gerbil, it is something that we need. We need to be held and touched. Shaking a hand, giving a hug. That's why we, we do that as a part of our worship. And I use the word intimacy. Maybe it should have been the word touch, right? Or fellowship. That's part of our fellowship is being together. Um, and of course, it goes without saying it has to be appropriate touch, right? Talking to people, would you like a hug? Would you like a handshake? That's, it's important to say that because different people have different, um, you know, comfort zones with that. So very important to be respectful. And animals need it too. And finally, you can have all these things. And when you have all these things, you have time to communicate and think. And in order to really be well, in order to have inner peace, in order to connect with our neighbors, what do we need? I think we need, we need the truth. We need to talk to each other. I mean, you think about when things are happening, whether it's um, weather or a current event that's of concern, we're constantly talking to each other. We're calling loved ones on the phone. Are you okay? What did you hear? What's the storm like over there? Talking to our neighbors. Truth matters. The word matters. And when we worship, we gather around the word, the word of God. And so the point being, the word of God, the point being is all of these spiritual things that we do at church, all of these spiritual things with our special language that we use are also basic physical things that we need to survive. And that's why a blessing of the animals is very appropriate for us to observe because our animals remind us with their basic needs that, that those are spiritual needs. That the spiritual and the physical are not separate. They're woven together. And that's the whole point of Jesus. When Jesus was born of Mary, God became flesh and bone. It means that our physical world is wrapped up with God's Holy Spirit. And we give thanks for God's grace. And as stewards of it, it's our job, nobody else's job except for us, to make sure that we have clean air to breathe, that we have clean water in our oceans and our lakes and our rivers, that we grow our food that's healthy, that we have sufficient housing, that everyone has the opportunity for fellowship and friendship, and that we speak the truth. It's our job 
to steward these things for ourselves and for all of God's creation. So let us pray. Holy God, help us be stewards of your creation, your wonderful grace that you have poured out to us, both physically and spiritually. Help us share them generously and appreciate them. In your name we pray. Amen. Please stand.